This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Okay, let's talk about the impact of the anti-pipeline blockades on the Canadian economy now. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau last week said it's time for the blockades to come down. Some blockades still up, notably the Mohawk blockade in Kanawake, Quebec, of CP rail tracks. That's been up since February 8th. The impacts being felt across the country, including here in B.C., with a backlog of container ships outside the port of Vancouver. Let's check in now with Perrin Beattie. He's the CEO of the Canadian Chamber of Commerce. I appreciate his time. Thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me. What is the impact of these blockades on our economy right now? It's enormous. Uh, we can't, can't give an exact figure, obviously, but it's clearly in the hundreds of millions of dollars, quite possibly into the billions. And can you quantify that? Like, where is it being felt the most in the country, and what, what businesses are being impacted the most? A whole range. Um, you know, obviously, where you have ships lined up at the port of Vancouver with difficulty getting in to be loaded or to unload, uh, that's affecting the whole of the supply chain. And what's important here is to recognize that it's not like turning a tap or turning a tap on or flicking a light switch. Uh, even when all of the blockades are lifted, it takes time to get the supply chain back up and running. And that's a uh, that's matter that's measured in weeks as opposed to days. There's also a longer-lasting impact on the economy, and that's reputational. Um, you look at the Port of Vancouver as an example. Shippers around the world are follow very closely what sort of developments are taking places at, uh, at ports through which they're going to be shipping. And they make alternative plans to ship through other ports in other countries if there's a problem yeah. uh, going to their primary port. And in the case of the Port of Vancouver, it faces very stiff competition from U.S. ports. Uh, it's very important that we're able to send a message to shippers globally that, that the Port of Vancouver is a very reliable uh, means of getting in and out of North America. What's the most damaging blockade right now? Is it, is it that Mohawk blockade in Quebec? Is that causing the most problems? At this point, yes. Uh, Before that, it was obviously the one near Belleville because it was on the CN main line and it effectively cut off uh, all of of eastern Canada. But the difficulty is, of course, that these are pop-up blockades that we're seeing and and they can take down a line anywhere. And it makes it very difficult then for businesses to do their planning. Okay, what do you think the the blockade you mentioned near Belleville, Ontario, that one's come down, right? So are you, are you, are there's, would you say there's some progress being made? Some, yes, and, and it was good that the authorities stepped in finally to enforce the rule of law. Uh, I think it was slow in happening, and it's going to be very important for us to make it clear that, that these vital transportation systems are going to be kept open. Speaking to Perrin Beatty, he's the CEO of the Canadian Chamber of Commerce. What do you think about the way the politicians have handled this? Like, I'm, I watched Trudeau's news conference last week very carefully, when he said the blockades must come down. All the blockades, of course, are not down, as you, as you mentioned. And, you know, in some ways, this is like his just watch me moment, like his father's moment 50 years ago. But I don't know. We're still watching. What do you think of the way he's handled it? Um, I don't want to get drawn into something that could be, you know, potentially partisan. Let, let me simply say that, that in a, a national crisis, people look for national leadership. And for the first while, the federal government was hoping that if they kept their heads low, somebody else would resolve the issue or it would resolve itself. 
in, it's clear in a case like this that where the whole of the national economy is involved and where so many uh, hundreds of thousands of people find their livelihoods affected, uh, that the federal government has to provide leadership in conjunction with the provinces and with the law enforcement authorities. That's okay. happening now, um, but we but we have to take it very seriously. Okay, it's a tricky situation though, right? I mean, if you take a look at that Mohawk blockade in Quebec, I mean, this is happening on in Mohawk territory. There is a Mohawk police force has got some authority there. The premier of Quebec just said that he's heard that the, the Mohawk protesters have got AK-47s which is frightening thought. Do you think that's a responsible thing yes, for him but, to say? But the local police authorities have said that that's not the case. And okay. I think we all have to be very cautious in a situation like this. What you don't want to do is to make matters worse. Literally, in situations like this, people's lives can be at stake. Uh, let's talk about the impact on Canada's uh, economy here in terms of our reputation around the world. Are we taking a, Is Canada's reputation taking a pounding here over this? Yes, and you add that to the to the tech frontier decision that was announced on Sunday, and uh, it's going to take a good deal of work. You can just, you can damage your reputation in an instant, and it takes a long time to rebuild it. We need to send a message to to the to investors around the world, both in Canada and outside, that this is a place that's open for business. It's a good place to do business, and that we welcome investment, and that it's possible to move ahead to okay. actually get things done. The protesters and the blockaders, of course, want the co- the coastal gas link pipeline shut down. Uh, both levels of government, the B.C. government, the federal government, saying that's not going to happen. But if for some reason that did happen, if, if the investors here, the consortium behind the project, threw their hands up and walked away, what would be the impact on, on Canada and the loss of that project? The brand damage for Canada, first of all, would be enormous, uh, particularly coming on the heels of uh, of, of the uh, Trans Mountain extension and of Tech uh, Frontier. In addition to that, there are the direct jobs that are involved, and particularly for the indigenous communities, some 20 of which have had their elected leaders signing on and saying they support the project. Uh, this would be a, a very damaging economic blow. You put out a statement the other day saying Canadian business stands ready to work with government and with First Nations to resolve these problems. What do you mean by that? What can business do here? Well, I think it's important, first of all, that the issue of Indigenous reconciliation continued. Uh, the, the real tragedy here is that third-party groups, often with no connection whatsoever to any Indigenous community, have hijacked the, pro- the, the, the protests and are exploiting them for their own purposes. Uh, it's important uh, that we not allow this to cause us to be less focused on the need to deal with, with legitimate uh, concerns of Indigenous communities. And the business community, in many instances, is ahead of governments in terms of being able to do business with Indigenous communities in ways that, that the communities themselves favor. But we need to work together. We need to resolve those issues, and we need to do so in a, a spirit of goodwill. Just one, man, one minute left. So just lastly, you mentioned some of the damage being done to Canada's business reputation over this. How can that damage be undone? Well, first of all, uh, the message has to has to correspond with the reality. We've got to yeah. ensure that the system remains open. We've got to fix our broken regulatory system so that people aren't putting a billion dollars into major capital projects and playing by all of the rules and then finding that because of politics they can't move ahead. Uh, 
there's a lot of work we have to do here at home to get our act in gear. Then we've got to go out uh, externally and to say to people, Canada is open for business. It's a great place to do business, and we welcome investment. Thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me. All right, that's Perrin Beattie. He is the CEO of the Canadian Chamber of Commerce talking about the anti-pipeline blockades.